DJ, PK, and Tim McComb joining us, Jazz Radio Studio Analyst. Used to be on Rick Majerus' staff at the U. Assistant coach Dave Rose at the Y. And now, singing his teeth into the pro game, Tim, good morning. Good morning, guys. Until um, I'm gone. Until I'm gone, buddy. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, man, it's, I love this time of year, um, obviously from a basketball standpoint. Um, but I just love, like yesterday, last night, the weather. Oh, so beautiful out. Really was. I was shirtless. Again. You were shirtless? Yeah, doing yard work. Shirtless and sandy? We've got some older ladies in the uh, in the neighborhood. Well, I, I send me their address so I can send condolences. PK's trying, trying to give him a heart attack. <laughs> Oh, well, I got yeah, a neighbor. Exactly. I got a neighbor. Property. A neighbor kid who likes to uh, do yard work shirtless. So when I see him, I usually go out and do it too. <laughs> <laughs> Remind me where you live so I don't ever drive by. It's kind of a running gag. It's two neighbor boys. One's on a mission now, but he used to mow the lawn shirtless when he's a teenager, and then I would do it. And now he's he's overseas, and so his older brother was doing it yesterday. So I had to go out there and do it, too. <laughs> oh, that's too cool. <laughs> all right, I think the big question for all Jazz fans, before we worry about any matchups or anything, Donovan Mitchell, is he going to be healthy? Is he going to be 100%? How long is it going to take for everyone to get back into get back into the rhythm, get back into the flow? What level of concern do you have? Well, there's, certain, there's certainly concern when a guy misses as much as he's missed um, because – you know, basketball is so – the important parts of the the key to, to being really good is to be in a great flow and a great rhythm. Um, but that being said, I think they played enough games together and, and, and kind of uh, that piece of it, I think, can, can figure itself out. I, I believe Donovan will be um, – you know, he's not going to go out there if he's not ready to go. And so I think that that's been the whole – the whole aim, and so if he plays, I think he's he's good to go. And um, really, it's then it's kind of on you know as crazy as it sounds, it's kind of on Donovan to figure out how to to fit in, I guess, and not um, you know not try to force things, but just play like he did this year. And I think he's obviously great enough to do that. But yeah, there's a little concern there because you know it's unknown and. He hasn't missed a lot of games, you know, in in, in his career. He, this is this is a little bit new for him, and certainly new for everybody around him. So it's just going to be a a little bit of an experiment. But uh, it doesn't look like they're going to be able to like dip their toe in the water <laughs> unless something crazy happens. They're going to play a, a very good opponent, uh, more than likely with championship uh, experience in the first round. Situation, if he's ready to go, I don't really think he misses a beat. Now, if there's issues, that's another story. But if he's ready to go, uh, I think the team has enough knowledge and experience together, and people know their roles, and this team understands he's our best, the most dynamic offensive weapon. So I I expect a smooth transition if he has his health. I, I totally, I actually would too. Um, that'd be my vote. 
I think, you know, even a little bit like a slight adjustment period in the playoffs is going to be difficult. You know, even if it's not all the way together, typically you can kind of, like I said, you can dip your toe in the water early on. But, you know, they're not necessarily going to have that opportunity. Now, I've actually been almost like last night watching the the Celtics game. I tweeted out how dreadful the Celtics offense was in the first quarter. And that's really all it took. And they went on to score about 116 points. So uh, that being said, I keep talking about the Jazz having to play the Warriors or the Lakers, which would seem like, you know, odds would say that. But it's crazy. Anything can happen. Um but but I think if, yeah if there's just uh, if there's just enough of um, a synergy you know and and they don't really miss too much of a beat I think they'll be fine. Uh, Donovan, like I said, I, the one thing I do know is he wouldn't be coming back if he's not ready to go. Um, and so you know they're not going to take a risk even as as important as this season is and has been. You know there's a lot of basketball left in Donovan Mitchell so. If he comes back, he's going to be ready to go. And, and like UPK, I think they'll, I think they'll be fine and Justin. I think I'll pick the Jazz in six over the Warriors. Figuring Curry will, or, or maybe somebody else too. I mean, Wiggins just had a big game, but the, the Warriors are good enough. They'll get him once or twice, but I just can't see Curry going off and doing that four times. The Jazz have too many things going for him. But when I try to figure out what'll happen in the Lakers series, there are so many question marks. I feel like I've got to see him play. I don't have a good handle on how good they're going to be, how quickly, and I wonder if you have a better read than that. Well, I'd like to say I would, but, you know, I made the mistake last year of, in my mind, just kind of writing, watching the, the Lakers the last few weeks, you know, that they finished the bubble prior to the playoffs, and I just did not think that they had enough. Um, you know, I kind of got sucked into believing that they were – Maybe uh, they weren't quite as good. And I just, I'm not going to do that again. I really do believe when a team wins a championship and they've got two dominant players like they do, I think you have to start every conversation, you know, the next year about how they will, you know, be a, a real factor in defending the championship. And when you put LeBron James on the team, um, all bets are off. I think you have, like you said, DJ, I think I'm really curious to see how they play as well. Uh, because they haven't been – now they, they did when they all got back together and they kind of started playing again. They looked a little more like the Lakers. Um, but there was a long period of time where the care factor was not great and the basketball that be, was being played was not great. Um, but it's crazy how that – that dude, LeBron, can flip a switch, and then you add AD to the mix. Um, and again, they become so potent and and difficult to guard because again, you've got to take into the fact that you're getting LeBron foul calls too. You know, when he's out there. I mean, and it is a thing. I've watched Bojan all year get hammered and not get calls, and then you watch a Laker game and literally, if if he gets breathed on, there's a foul. So. That's a part of it, and certainly in the playoffs where it's a, it's a half-court situation and, and, you know, stops are really big. Uh, you got to factor all that stuff in there. So I think the Lakers are going to be really, really difficult to beat uh, by anybody because they are the champ. And once, you, you know, once you're that champion, you, you've got a know-how that maybe other guys don't. 
And so you will really you will have to beat them. They're they're not going to beat themselves. So the Jazz went nuts on three pointers this year. In the playoffs, everything gets more magnified. What level of concern do you have in the postseason when things are more difficult? given the amount of three-pointers that they shoot? Because obviously they're going to have to make a good percentage of them in order to be successful. Well, I think what they've proven, uh, you know, minus a couple, I I guess I'll preface it by saying that a poorly timed um, off night from a lot of guys, and it really only takes a couple of those, and you're already behind the eight ball. You know, uh, momentum in a series is a thing. And so... I think if the Jazz take the same types of shots, uh, which I think they will, probably what isn't going to come as easy, especially watching the playing games last night, um, transition defense uh, will probably be a little bit better. The Jazz are certainly uh, very potent in transition from three and when they can really advance the ball and find guys. Um, and, and the types of shots the Jazz shoot from three, the catch-and-shoot type, um, you know, they've proven all year. If, if they have their feet set, somebody dribble, penetrates, and finds it, the ball gets moved a couple of times and somebody's wide open, those shots are going to fall at a pretty high rate. Uh, what, dis- what concerns me, really, and, and it's been the games where teams have been able to switch, um, it really does mess up timing rhythm. Uh, the role becomes less of a factor, and guys are not quite as open. Uh, they're not getting the, their feet set, totally set, and have having looks. And the Jazz haven't shot the ball as well against teams like that. Um, and if they play the Lakers or the Warriors, out of the shoot, they're going to see that. That's the way they'll be guarded, uh, I would imagine, most of the playoffs. Um, so that being said, I think it's the type of threes they get. Uh, I, again, I think if they can really play downhill, play with force, and require two defenders to come to the ball, that's where the blender can go, and that's where the ball can move, and that's where those threes that they're very good at can happen. Uh, that and transition. If, can they continue to play early in the shot clock in the playoffs? I think that will be a, a piece of how they shoot the three. Are there any surprises waiting for us out there that you can foresee? I mean, kind of the definition of a surprise is you don't get to foresee it, but you have a keener basketball mind than us. So I wonder if there's something, you hear all these playoff discussions, you're like, you know, what people are missing is what? I've got a weird feeling, and this will probably put the nail in their coffin as well, but I've got a weird feeling about the Miami Heat this year in the playoffs for the same reason I talked about the Lakers. Um, There's something about playoff experience and magic and – and so they're a team that kind of jumps out at me. I'm curious to see how the Suns do in, in the playoffs. I think they've been a, a great story, uh, not as great as the Jazz, and kind of irritates me that uh, as good a job as Monty Williams did, I think Quinn Snyder probably deserved Coach of the Year. Um, but I, I believe that uh, – that those two teams will be probably who I'm going to key in on. I'm curious to see how the Suns deal with um, the Lakers or the Warriors, you know, depending on who they get and what that series looks like. And if the, if the, if the Suns can continue to play the way they played this year, 
my guesses are that they probably will. I think that Chris Paul really unifies that team. Um, and Devin Booker is, is really difficult. And you talk about, again, half-court game. Uh, that really uh, speaks to how Phoenix wants to play. And they're very, very good at really kind of suffocating you on defense and then uh, picking you apart and making tough shots on offense. Um, but the Heat in the East, I just I look at that and I think, you know, they, they could make some noise there. Um, I'm not a big believer in Philly. Um, I just don't think that they're, they're, they have the substance, I'm going to say, the substance it takes to win at a high level. Um, I'm not sold on Milwaukee. I think New Jersey in the East is going to be fascinating to watch and maybe just might have a crazy playoff run as well uh, because of the things I speak of. I mean, just you start talking about points per possession and you start talking about their ability to score so many different ways in the half court. Um, there's going to be a lot of really cool storylines, but I think that those are the ones that, and then obviously the most important one, uh, the Utah Jazz, a first time ever having home court advantage throughout the entire playoffs, um, have the best record in the league. Um, and, um, you know, really having a, a, a roster that is so well built for the way they play um, and can, like you said, can those three-pointers continue to fall and be taken at a high rate and and how will that all work out? So those are the main things I guess I'm looking at. I don't know that I've got a crystal ball to say what's going to happen, but um, I think those are the, the storylines. See, I told you, DJ. What, that I didn't have a crystal ball? No. Everything you said, with the exception of calling Brooklyn, New Jersey, I agreed with. Oh, did I say New Jersey? You did. Yeah. And, and, and I think Old timer. And I think the New Orleans Jazz have an excellent chance. <laughs> <laughs> but the Minneapolis Lakers, keep your eye on them. Because when they play the Philadelphia Warriors. Hey, when you guys, well, I did see today, I saw a clip today where a commentator called Taco fall Taco Bell <laughs> during a game. He's like, he tips it into Taco Bell, and then the guy's dribbling it up. He said, did I just say Taco Bell? I'm so I would f- imagine they'll use that in an ad, but sorry. my dis- I-, I stopped kind of following the Nets when Van Horn left. <laughs> 97? <laughs> and they were in New Jersey then. Yes, they were. <laughs> All right, well, as always, we appreciate it, Tim, and we will hear you Sunday. I expect Sunday night, but we'll have to see. Maybe Sunday afternoon, but probably Sunday night because I think the Lakers will take down the Warriors. And then they'll get plugged into Sunday afternoon. And then I hope, you know... We will never know. We'll never know what he hopes. (laughs) Don't know. Look, Vaporized technology's I, awesome until it isn't. I can't wait till next Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, you confuse Brooklyn and Jersey, and that'll happen to you, right? Yak, what golfer would you like to give away right now? Because it is time for a you win a golf PGA Championship giveaway. I'll give you your pick: Patrick Reed or Webb Simpson. Giveaway Webb Simpson. Okay, Webb it is. Be calling number 12 right now. Webb Simpson will be your assigned golfer. We're pairing 25 callers with the top 25 players in the world. 26th gets the field. If your assigned golfer wins, you win the same brand of putter that's 
that player has in their bag. Be calling number 12 right now at 855-340-ZONE. 855-340-ZONE. It's brought to you by UNA Golf, serving Utah golfers since 1971.